Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. If we can relate to anything surrounding small business, it is how unpredictable social media can be for marketing. The world of podcast advertising has really taken the reins as the forefront of today's marketing, even for small businesses. Zencaster's Creator Network makes it super easy for brands like you to connect with podcasters like me. Zencaster matches you with the best podcast so your product gets to the right audience. 67% of listeners remember brands and products from podcast ads, and 63% actually made a purchase after hearing an ad. I know from my perspective as a small business owner, the idea of getting my brand directly into the ears of my ideal clients sounds so much more appealing than fighting through the ever-changing social media algorithms and wondering what will stick. Zencaster's podcast marketplace has even made it easy to track conversions by integrating with major platforms such as Shopify and Stripe. I'm really excited about this new wave of advertising opportunities for small businesses, and I can't wait to see your marketing come to life. Interested in sponsoring this show or podcast ads for your business? Go to zen.ai slash the detailed diary pod one and fill out the contact information so Zencaster can help you bring your business story to life. Hello and welcome to the Detailed Diary podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Holleran, and today I am joined by an amazing business owner, Abby Scott. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle. I really appreciate it, and I'm excited to be here. Of course. I cannot wait to talk through all of your different businesses, your background, and everything that's led you to where you are today. If you want to just get started just by giving the listeners a brief introduction on you and your personal background. Yeah, sure. So my name is Abby Scott. A fun fact that a lot of people don't know is Scott is actually my middle name. I had someone ask me this the other day if I just used Abby Scott professionally. And the short answer is yes, but I actually started using Abby Scott when I first launched my first business because I thought it sounded better than using my last name. And I also was just a little nervous when I first launched my business of just what people kind of thought. So I thought it was a little bit more sneaky in a way to <laughs> use. But since then, I've really only gone by that, even with like a lot of my friends. So except legal documents, I go by Abby Scott. <laughs> I originally grew up in New England. I live here in Dallas, Texas now. I own three businesses, Lovely Blush, a marketing agency and coffee over cardio. I used to work on Wall Street. Yeah, it's kind of like a very short summary. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so funny about the last name thing, because once my business started growing a little bit more, my mom was like so paranoid. She's like, you really like shouldn't be using, you know, your last name and like this and that. I'm like, all right, well, it's already out there at this point. So it is what it is. But that's so funny. I would have never known that that wasn't your last name. (laughs) That's great. 
What part of New England did you grow up in? I'm actually from New England. I live in Rhode Island. Okay. So I grew up in southern New Hampshire, about 45, 50 miles north of Boston, Massachusetts. So small town. And then I went to college in Massachusetts as well. That's great. So out of college, you started working on Wall Street. At what point were you like, huh, maybe I'll dabble in thinking of starting my own business? Oh, gosh. Okay. So I think it was three, almost four years after graduating. So I was, yeah, I was in the finance world. I had actually, so I worked in New York City for my investment bank. And the first role I had, I actually, I got kind of not bored at, but kind of bored at. And I remember just kind of thinking, you know, hey, what do I want to do long term with my career path? And then this is kind of like a recent realization I've had. So bear with me on the story. But I remember just kind of planning out like, hey, what is my future going to look like with my career? And I was definitely headed towards working for a hedge fund. And I eventually wanted to be a portfolio manager. If I think about it now, that is very much you run your own portfolio, if that makes sense, within a hedge fund. So it's almost the most entrepreneurial world or option kind of while still working in finance, things like that to just simplify it. <laughs> so I was thinking now to it, I kind of was like, oh, weird. I almost had the tendencies that I didn't even realize. If you had told me at the time, like, hey, in a few years, you're just not going to be in corporate. You're going to be running your own businesses. I probably would have laughed at you. I never imagined working for myself. I always imagined working for like a Fortune 500 company or a big bank and just working my way up to the top. So <laughs> this was never really a plan. It was kind of, and I had moved down to Houston to our Houston office to work within the oil and gas team at my bank. When Copy Over Cardio was officially started and we started it to so me, my partner, with just the idea. It wasn't even something that I necessarily thought would really blow up or become anything that it is today. But it was just a good idea that we had and just did in our spare time. And, you know, fast forward, I guess, almost five years. And, you know, here it is. Wow, that's crazy. I am a personal fan of Coffee Over Cardio. I love your coffee. It is absolutely delicious. If anyone who's listening hasn't tried, everything will be linked down below. But you definitely have to try because it's so good. Now, that's something that isn't just like, because I feel like a lot of, you know, smaller businesses can sometimes start off as little hobbies and you're making something like and then it starts to grow and get bigger something like coffee I feel like has to have been more of an investment of like time and energy because that seems like a much larger undertaking <laughs> yeah we started off by first and I always get the question of like how do you start a business and literally all of my businesses and just like my first reaction is to google something <laughs> and I can usually give you a lot of answers right off the bat. So obviously not a coffee roaster and I won't be, but our first step was finding a roaster that could make our coffee ideas come to life. Like we had these ideas that we wanted a chocolate donut coffee and we wanted, you know, these pink bags. We wanted female branding. We wanted to be a female brand and we needed someone who could really make that come to life. So the first step was finding a roaster that could make our flavors come true. Flavoring in the coffee world is really interesting and difficult because we wanted to avoid kind of like the unnatural, artificial, like poop that goes into 
a lot of flavoring, different things. We wanted to make sure we still kept coffee as a base taste. And we needed someone that was just really good in terms of, you know, all their testing, things like that, and just, you know, good people behind being a roaster. So we got really lucky with the roaster that we found here in the U.S. And, you know, they definitely invested into us, like letting us grow with our idea. I think they were more fascinated of what we could do on the online side because we aren't in person. We're not a coffee shop. And that was who their customers were typically. So I think they were just really interested of like where we could go with this. And I think we have surprised everyone, including ourselves, of its success. That's awesome. And I love that you mentioned the branding too, because that's one thing about your brand that sticks out to me is that the packaging is so cute. It really draws you in. Like it's definitely catered towards the female audience. Like I can speak to that 100% because I just absolutely love it. So I'm sure the marketing and like all things business like that behind the scenes for uh, Coffee Over Cardio was also really fun to kind of do and work with. Yeah, it's really fun. And, you know, once we found that, we really focused on the marketing side and then obviously fulfilling orders once we started. But again, it was, I mean, when you first start out packing one or two orders a day, it doesn't take up too much time. But, you know, every spare minute I had, like on bathroom breaks and stuff like that, was definitely going towards Coffee Over Cardio, you know, and eventually I left after, I think it was six months, I kept away from Wall Street and I went full-time Coffee Over Cardio and ended up starting doing marketing consulting for other small businesses. And that is what eventually turned into the agency. But basically what we're doing is the emails, the branding, the website, all that side of the business we were really good at. We knew we were really good at and we knew we could do it for other small businesses too. So that's where, you know, we started doing that and then we could keep working on coffee over cardio and only focus on our things, not, you know, I wasn't working for a job that was taking 60, 70, 80 hours for me a week. Yeah, which is awesome. And I feel like this happens frequently in running your own business. Once you kind of start to get the hang of things and maybe grow a little bit of a following, people are, of course, interested in your product. But people who also own businesses are even more interested in how are you doing the things that you're doing? Like, how are you doing the branding that you're doing, the marketing that you're doing? Like, what's the secret behind that and everything like that? So it's really interesting that you kind of took that and ran with it into a marketing agency to not not only help other businesses, but also create another business for you and another outlet for another passion and skill that you have, which is just like so awesome. That's great. Now, I also know that you have another business, an online clothing boutique, which is completely different from coffee, completely different from the marketing agency. Obviously, you use those skills. But at what point were you like, all right, we got the coffee going. That's great. We got the marketing agency. That's great. Let's take this up a notch. So you guys have a good timeline of these definitely did not all start overnight and not that close to each other. So December 2017 was when we officially launched Coffee Over Cardio. I think we worked on it for about three months before we actually launched it. A lot of that took time of just even like designing bags to having them printed, right? It just took about three months we launched it. The marketing agency, I consider it becoming an agency in 2019. That's when we made a lot of high So additional graphic designers, a project manager really had people kind of hone in on certain skill sets versus just two of us doing it all. So that was 2019. And then 2021, so just over a year ago, was when Lovely Blush started. So 
They were all definitely spaced out and definitely in terms of having employees in place that could really focus on the current companies helped kind of start new companies. Lovely and blush. It was something that weirdly enough during the pandemic and the shutdown and all of that, I decided to stop wearing athleisure clothes every day. Wasn't going anywhere, but stop wearing that every day and decide, hey, I have some sort of style that I want to figure out what my style is. And it was really a big like confidence search or self-confidence kind of search that I was having within myself. I've always really loved makeup and hair, but style was something that I, I would even still say it's not natural for me, but it's something that I do love and just finding kind of like my own path with. So in 2021, I remember saying like, hey, one day, you know, after I have kids and, you know, I picture myself like opening a brick and mortar, like retail boutique, you know, to do that. Like that will be like my fun project. Mm -hmm. And my partner said to me was like, we have warehouse, we have like the, the structure and the capacity for you to do an online version now. Like why wait? And I kind of was like, okay, but I don't know anything about fashion. But the first thing really with that was actually, I guess like I am really confident in terms of now starting a business. Like I feel like I can, you know, I don't think I can start anything, but I feel like I could get started in a lot of things just because I've done it a couple of times. I kind of could figure out quickly who to ask or, you know, what to look at. For examples, I think people underestimate that looking at different companies as examples of like, what are they doing and how do you do it? But my first step was hiring a buyer. So someone who goes out and actually picks and buys all the clothes. And, you know, I definitely did not have the confidence to do it myself. And I'm glad because it is such a full-time job. I would never, ever have enough time to do that on top of everything else. And I had happened to just read maybe a month or so before about this girl who she's a sister of a girl I went to college with. So I was like kind of friendly with and she had been for a load and then laid off as a buyer in 2020. She was working at Orange Theory, you know, into fitness, things like that. So I was like, you know, this is the only person that I know who has done this job. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to her. And I sent her this DM, like I'm not even on a personal level with her, like text messaging. And I sent her this DM. I was like, hey, I have this really weird question for you or proposal. You know, can I ask you? And she's like, sure, what's up? And I was like, okay, I know this is a shot in the dark, but I want to start this. This doesn't exist. I want to start a boutique. I would, you know, love to talk to you about being the buyer. You know, would you be willing to consider moving to Texas? She lived in Boston at the time and to start this business, you know, alongside me. And she like immediately said yes. She was so excited over the moon. And like I said, I had, I had played college softball with her sister. So I knew her family actually pretty decently. And, you know, within a couple weeks, she had flown down, loved it, already gave her two weeks with Orange Theory and moved here. Like I think within like three weeks. And we just kind of started. And this has been. The most challenging one, I think, because inventory for a boutique, we do daily drops, we do weekly collection drops, like there's the inventory tracking, things like that is a whole new level. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of SKUs versus I think we've grown up to almost like 52 SKUs or something like that for copy over cardio. So it's just another level of inventory and inventory understanding in this business. Now, I or we 
have been really confident in terms of website marketing, things like that. Influencer marketing and commission, things like that. That's still been a whole new kind of journey for us in this newer business. But it's really exciting. And I mean, I get to play dress up like every single day, you know, every few months we get to go on this like shopping spree, basically, and tell us market. I mean, it's a really, really fun job. I work every single day. I think I put in the most hours for this business alone, learned photography, learned editing, learned. I've been learning Photoshop recently. I've had to learn a lot of skills, but it's definitely it's been my fastest growing business. And I 100 percent just comes from the experience of the previous is mm-hmm. the most fun and also the most stressful, but I'm definitely enjoying it. That's great. And I feel like it's such a different world, like than even though, you know, it's a product-based business, it's an online business, it's so entirely different from your coffee business. And it's so nice that you had the background of, you know, the e-commerce business, the marketing, everything along those lines. I have a little experience in like the boutique world and I know how crazy like inventory can be and sizes and just forecasting and like there are so many things that go into it that are just I feel like so unique to any other business that it can just be a lot to tackle and handle and that's wonderful that this buyer was able to just kind of jump in with you so you guys could just hit the ground running which is so amazing I'm sure it's been difficult with all of your businesses and maybe you've gotten better at this as time has gone on to hire out so I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially when they're first getting started is, you know, trusting other people and letting go of certain things. And at some point, especially to the point where you're at, like, I'm sure you got a lot of people helping you out or else none of this would be possible. So it is. Yeah. So coffee, because it's just been established, we definitely have like the rules and stuff. And, you know, even my involvement with coffee, you know, I've gotten to a point where it's like I can create content and I'm involved in kind of like the future product testing and things Mm -hmm. like that. But the everyday stuff, like I more help out as I needed, if that makes sense. So, you know, whether that's writing, thank you, don't. It's like just a very like general, nothing like you have to do this every single right. day. It's more, you know, help fill in gaps of what's needed every day. And then content being my like primary role there, content creation, I should say. And then with the marketing agency, it's the same thing. It's content creation and it's ideas for growth versus like the daily tasks. So with those kind of being very established of, you know, what I do and then having the employees across the board, having their roles, you know, that allows me to spend even more time with Lovely Blush because with Lovely Blush, it's really still only me and Magdalene doing almost everything we have at Madison. She helps out with the influencers, which is awesome. But we pretty much do almost everything start to finish. We're working on hiring a graphic designer right now that should help take on kind of a lot of the roles that I guess I have our agency do, but I want a dedicated person or lovely blush or like the emails and things like that. But I am starting to get to a point though. And I feel like it was a beautiful reminder of how to start a business where you <laughs> have to kind of do a little bit of everything. I'm also reminded how hard it is to let go of things for other people. And I think the biggest struggle for me is I don't necessarily have a trust thing. It's just sometimes I know I can do something 10 times faster. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so it's learning how to be patient enough for the long term of letting that go. But it really allows you to focus on other things and how to grow your business. You know, like I said, and I'm really glad I didn't do the buying in the beginning because I don't think we would be here today <laughs> with this success. But even if I did have the skill set, like I said, it just takes so much. And that would be definitely something very hard to let go of and trust someone else's style. So I'm, I'm glad I did that from the beginning because I don't think I would be successful without that. And I've been able to focus on the business growth as a whole without focusing on mm-hmm. specific items. That's great. And just having the like self-awareness too in your business to know like, all right, could I do all these things? Yes. But am I better at this or that? Could I bring someone else on to take this on? Because I know that a lot of times like we don't want to tell ourselves like, eh. Like I have things in my business too. Like I have a graphic designer now who helps me. Like the graphics that she makes, I'm like, was I in kindergarten making the stuff I was making? It's like, sometimes we don't want to tell ourselves like, there's probably someone out there who can do this a lot better than you can. Like you just got to kind of put your pride aside and take a step back and realize that sometimes. <laughs> and definitely figuring out the, so this is where I'm at now is kind of, you know, we're growing, we're going to be heading into a new warehouse this year because we're growing out or we're growing out of the space we're in, but it's you know, it's handling that on top of making a few hires so that we can grow. Like we're in a really good spot where we can. And I'm like, okay, the priority of hiring, where is that? You know, and where, where's my budget for each position? You know, where it's, it's definitely stressful and it's definitely hard and it's, it's going to be worth it. I know that, but you know, it's a process. Oh, definitely. Now I know that this is probably going to be like such a hard question because you've got so much going on, but in terms of the future, where do you kind of see yourself going in the next few years between, you know, all of your businesses? I know we talked about the boutique, you know, hear about kind of what your plans are with that, but do you have any are you thinking about even expanding into more businesses down the line? What are some of your goals? <laughs> I've always said, like, no more businesses. You got a lot going on. <laughs> I said that from the beginning. I, it's There are two different types of people. I think there are people who are very creative and can come up with ideas for businesses like the back of their hand. And then I think you need the second person that can focus and make sure that you stay on track long enough to see that succeed and give that a good enough runway where you can have kind of your whole focus on that to set it up for success. I'm the second person. I don't necessarily have all the ideas. I do come up with ideas, but I don't, I'm not constantly thinking of new mm-hmm. business ideas. And that goes back to saying to where I said that I never imagined being an entrepreneur. Like I am not a natural entrepreneur, but I do. I feel like lately I've come up with more ideas and they're more. So for example, I've been looking at warehouse spaces and I'm probably going to build out a studio in the front of my warehouse because we need that for lovely bush. So I've been toying with the idea because we rent studio space all the time is creating that space as a rentable space for other photographers. Doing a business like that, where it's kind of just something that exists in general, I can make money off of it because it's there, would be something I'm open to. But I don't plan at the moment expanding into new businesses. If anything, it would be kind of like a sister company. So you know, if I wanted to do a kid's line, that's not lovely and blush. It's 
lovely bush kids or whatever. (laughs) Kind of a similar concept, but more adjacent to it. But I mean, really focusing on the growth there, I had begun. And this is also where I kind of learned that lesson of like seeing something through, giving it enough runway to just have your focus on it is I developed and formulated a mascara, a brow gel, a lash, an eyelash serum and a highlight for a cosmetics line. Love it. As you can tell, I haven't released that and I'm on pause with it. And I've had, I've gotten pretty close. It's pretty much ready for production. I just have to start that. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the capacity to do it. And Lovely Blush is just not there yet for me to resume on it. So, you know, they say it can take, it usually takes on average two years for a business to be profitable. I would say like, if I think about my businesses, although they've been profitable prior, I would say that two mark year mark is really where you know, hey, it's growing and it's in the right direction where it's, you know, more stable, you know, has employees. I'm not doing every single thing for it. So I think it will be something that, you know, ask me next year when lovely to do, you know, what I plan to do. But, you know, honestly, if I just did this every single day, you know, this was my next 10 years were just these businesses, I would be very happy. That's great. And you have so much to be proud of. And these businesses are just incredible. So I commend you for not even just one, <laughs> just having all three. Like, it's just absolutely insane. And it is so, so inspiring. At the end of every episode, we have a little like figurative detailed diary. We just figuratively write a lasting note of inspiration to the listeners. So if you have any lasting words that you want to end off with for anyone who may be listening. Sure. So I would say it's totally okay to have no idea what you're doing and to feel like that feeling doesn't go away, especially if you're starting a new business. When you're your own boss, you don't necessarily have someone telling you what to do, but you will absolutely figure it out. And, you know, during even the harder seasons of growth, you know, you're meant to go through that and it will make you better, it will make your businesses better. And you, you will come out on the other side a lot more happy. Awesome. I love that. Something so important to for all of us just to really keep in mind. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to come and chat on the podcast. As I mentioned earlier on, I'll leave all of the information for all of your businesses linked down below. I know all of my small business owners listening definitely need coffee in their life. So everyone, like I literally cannot recommend all of your coffee enough and your adorable clothes and everything along those lines. Like I stand behind all of your So I will link everything below to check out. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Danielle. Anytime. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.